step inside the brocade. For tonight we play Rampage. The day of the crime, the father went to the trunk of his car, retrieved the rifle, and shot his wife as she was cleaning up the kitchen after lunch. When his ten-year-old son came to investigate the commotion, the father shot him too. His six-year-old daughter had the good sense to hide in the bathroom, but reports suggest he lured her out by telling her it was just a game. The girl was found shot once in the chest from point-blank range. The mother, who was shot in the stomach, was pregnant at the time. Police arriving on scene after neighbors called 9-11 found the father in his car listening to the radio. Welcome back to another episode of the Main Quest Podcast. I sound way too, for, for this being the spooky season and for the whole gimmick for this month to be the ghoul Kate, I always sound just way too happy at the beginning of these episodes. I should sound a little more like, welcome back to another grueling episode. Yeah, yeah it probably is grueling. <laughs> anyway, this is the number one retro gaming podcast that is a metaphor for the mass destruction that nuclear weapons caused Hiroshima. As always, I am your host, Keith. And this is the last episode of The Ghoul Cave. Not sure if the episode on Sweet Home will be out already, or maybe it'll be out the week that this episode airs, but this pretty much wraps up the first spooky season for the podcast. I know some of these games were kind of a stretch. They're not truly horror games, but they're themed as such, and... It'll be easier to fit the Ghoulcade theme as we progress into later gen consoles when, you know, survival horror games become a household name. And if you're listening to this, then you already know I'm going to do a completely new side quest series dedicated to the Resident Evil series. Alright, I gotta I gotta let the the cats by the door. I didn't even know he was in here. Yes, sir? Do you need help, sir? Okie dokie. Uh, so what was I talking about? Resident Evil? Um, the side quest series. I'm only doing the mainline series and only the remakes. Technically, I'll be skipping a few generations in the show by talking about Resident Evil 4, since it is technically supposed to be a mainline uh, main quest episode, but there is no way around that. So it is what it is. I haven't played anything after 4, and I haven't played the Resident Evil remake for PlayStation 3? Or was it a PS4 release? Uh, whichever whichever that came out on, I, I don't remember. So and for those series in particular, I'm not really going to be breaking them down the same way as, as I do with uh, the regular episodes or some of the other side quest episodes that I do. It's going to kind of be strictly trying to decipher exactly what the story is about, who the characters are. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot more plot based than gameplay based, but I will be diving into the gameplay just just a little bit. It's just that uh, eventually it's, you know, with, I don't know, the first four or five games or whatever, the gameplay is just going to be a little redundant. Uh, so I'm really not going to dive uh, too deep into that. So just keep an eye out for uh, those episodes at uh, the end of 
every month uh, starting next month. And so I, I kind of hope that uh, by the time I reach seven, uh, this will lead up to the release of Resident Evil 8, The Village. But we will see. Uh, as of this recording, there is no release date on that game. With that said, with schedules and release dates, there's going to be some schedule changes for the podcast. As the show goes on, some of these games will get a little longer, and so I'll need more time to play them. I think I said back on the Castlevania episode that I was rushing through playing uh, these four or five games for October in particular. I was, I was rushing through them, and I wish I could have soaked them in a little more. But I'm leaving for vacation soon, and I feel like I've got this deadline that I have to meet, and so I, I rushed through them. I used a guide when applicable, and as, as much as I did like some of these games, you know, the ones that I, I did enjoy or I, I thought I could have enjoyed, uh, I didn't fully enjoy them as I have some of the other games that I really liked because I rushed through them. And so, you know, now... I have this new Resident Evil series that I'm doing, plus the regular episodes, and some of the other ideas I have for SideQuest episodes. I still have to record a uh, brand new music show. Um, it's going to be difficult to get out four or five episodes a month without me hating it. This entire project started out as something just for me and to have fun with, and I think that I have overloaded myself and I you know it's my fault I, I really trap myself by creating that set schedule and with a deadline of every Monday and then on top of that I now know how many people are listening to the podcast it has increased substantially and I feel like uh, now I have even more of an obligation to meet that deadline on top of the pressure of keeping every episode fresh, you know, besides the game, a brand new game, uh, week by week. And so I'd feel a lot better if I felt like I wasn't under the gun. So starting next month, you will probably get maybe three episodes, sometimes four, about every month. You'll for sure get two regular main quest episodes and a side quest episode, whether or not that will be part of the Resident Evil series or something completely different. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I would really like to put out a Resident Evil episode every month, but again, I, I haven't played a lot of the games in the series. And so I want to be able to live in them as long as I possibly can so that I can I guess really know what I'm talking about, get get really into it. So um, I plan on, on doing that every month, but also I have so many other ideas for side quest episodes. And, you know, depending on, on where I am in whatever Resident Evil game I happen to be playing, maybe I will forgo a Resident Evil episode for a month and put out something different. Like I'm kind of December... I've already got December planned out, and I have a lot of 
ancillary shit that I want to put out uh, that I think is going to be really fun for me to do and for you to listen to. And so there might not be a Resident Evil episode in December, which would be um, technically would be Resident Evil 1. So Resident Evil 1 might be a January thing or a February thing. I'm, I'm going to actually be taking a break in January. So it might be a February thing. Anyway, what I'm getting at here is you will still get regular episodes that come out on a Monday with the side quest stuff coming out on a Thursday at some point. I just don't want to burn out. And I still want to make sure that the content isn't getting stale. If you follow the show on Instagram, you will still know what's coming up. I will still let you know uh, what games are coming up on the show and you can send in your comments and all that stuff. That stuff is not changing. It's just that there's not going to be a set schedule. It's whenever I'm done with the game and I'm ready to talk about it, you will know. And it will come out soon after you know, probably a week. I usually give everybody about a week to send in reviews and stuff to me uh, for me to gather to, to read on the show. So um, that stuff won't change. So again, between three to four episodes, two of them for sure being main quest episodes, which will air on a Monday with a side quest series episode, maybe two side quest series episodes airing on a Thursday. I just need to start finding a balance here, like trying to keep this whole podcast thing still fun for me while making everyone who listens happy as well. This has been like a really tough decision for me because I, I want to just keep putting something out for you guys every week. But personally, it is just, it's not sustainable. You know, I work full time. Uh, I'm currently taking care of my elderly parents. They, they've seen better days. Um, and then trying to have a social life as well. I'm doing freelance work. Uh, I'm filming stuff with my brother, as you know, for his YouTube channel. And then doing my own show. It's a lot of stuff to do in one week. I'm just, I'm really, really happy you're all aboard on this ludicrous quest of mine to play all of these games and, and talk about them. And I hope this change isn't something either of us will regret. I am a strong believer of quality over quantity. And so it is my belief that the show will only get better from here on out. With that said, I was supposed to have a guest joining me inside the ghoul cave today, but just like a really bad Tinder match, he ghosted me. I know the ghoulcade isn't for the faint of heart. It brings the cowardice out of the best of us. But I'm here, facing my fears, and ready to move on to the last game of the spooky season. It's Rampage. I feel like it's just been a stretch of games where I just don't have any personal connection to the game that I'm playing, which pretty much defeats the entire concept of the show. So anyway, it's my first time, as far as I know, playing Rampage. 
I've played both console and arcade versions of World Tour, and I think I even played Rampage 2 Universal Tour for the N64, but I don't think I've ever come across the original game, especially for the NES. I don't think I've ever played it. Again, this is way too early into my childhood, so it's something my brother probably picked up at some point. And as far as arcades go, again, I think the most prominent one that was uh, featured in arcades when arcades were still very popular in the 90s was World Tour. So I don't think I've ever played the original arcade Rampage. But as the story goes, Rampage is a multiplayer action arcade game developed by Bally Midway and published by Data East. Designed by Brian Collin and composed by Michael Bartlow, Rampage was created to counter the conventional arcade norms of racking up a high score and playing as a protagonist with one simple goal in mind. Released in arcades in 1986. Hey, that's a great, that's a good year. That's a good year to release a uh, arcade game. Technically, <laughs> Rampage was ported to the NES in 1988 and was followed up by other ports for systems including the Atari 2600, the Atari Lynx, the Amiga, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, the Master System, and a lot more. Since 1986, the series grew to include six more sequels to varied success, as well as an expendable, in my opinion, expendable, 2018 film adaptation starring everyone's favorite chef, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So here we are with another arcade game for me to talk about. This can't possibly go well, can it? Let's get into the story. George and Lizzie are our protagonists or antagonists. Uh, who were your average, everyday, hardworking taxpayer until some lab experiments went wrong and they transformed into giant monsters? George, a giant ape, and Lizzie is a giant lizard. The original arcade version contained a third playable character, Ralph, who transforms into a giant wolf. And furthermore, the Atari Lynx port of Rampage includes all three of those characters as well as an added fourth character, the giant rat Larry. The concept of the game is you're taking one or both characters, if you happen to be playing with a friend, across country and destroy every major city across the United States. You even hit Hawaii and Alaska, which is weird because... They have to cut through Canada to get to Alaska. So I'm guessing George and Lizzie are actually native Canadians. Because at least, yeah, at least in the NES port, we don't even touch our neighbors to the north. Uh, the game takes place over a course of 128 days. And in the NES game, we start in San Jose and we circle all the way back to LA. Whichever character you decide to pick doesn't really matter. They both control exactly the same. The manual says that George, whose design is clearly taken inspiration from uh, King Kong, is better at climbing than Lizzie, while Lizzie is much faster than George. And to be honest, I couldn't tell a difference while playing. Even if this happened to be true, I honestly, I, I just don't know why they, they would handicap one character's climbing over the other when the entire game is basically about climbing up buildings. There are only three major mechanics. 
some of which can be combined to bring a building down. The A button punches, the B button allows you to jump, while pressing up on the D-pad allows you to climb the buildings, and pressing down causes your character to descend the building. Now if you hold right or left on the D-pad while on a building and then you press A, this allows you to punch holes in the building, and when there's enough damage, entire building comes crashing down. There's got to be like a Rampage fan game somewhere where one of the sprites is actually just Dick Cheney and he's climbing the World Trade Center and just constantly punching it. <laughs> oh my god, that's going to make so many of my American listeners either really, really angry or really sad. <laughs> uh, both characters move pretty slow. Um, no matter if they're like walking, jumping, or climbing around. Most of the time, I never, I'm sorry, I'm just picturing a big, fat, shitty-looking Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney's always shitty-looking. Just climbing the World Trade Center and punching it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, what was I fucking talking about? Um... Yeah, both both characters are just really fucking slow. I didn't even bother jumping half the time in the game. There, there's certain times where you have to jump. Like you, you, you want to avoid the water most of the time in, in some of the levels. Um, but it's just like there's so much hang time in the air. You're just stuck in the air for way too long. and It leaves you open to damage. And, and once you're in the air, like a lot of NES games of this era, you've got to commit to that jump. And the last thing that bothered me about jumping is that you can't jump from roof to roof. Your character just falls through the adjacent building that you were trying to jump on. And of course, while they're falling, they fall very, very slowly. The bigger they are, the harder they fall does not apply here in Rampage. George and Lizzie float like a feather. Similarly, like most arcade ports I've played for the show, the controls just seem unresponsive. Or are intentionally unresponsive? Punching holes in the building is pretty slow. The, the action itself isn't slow, but having to find the correct uh, pixel width of where the next hole should be uh, is pretty irritating sometimes. Trying to maneuver the characters around to avoid gunfire is fucking infuriating lightning or tanks is a big hassle and the hitboxes for george and lizzie are kind of all over the place there are times i could dodge a projectile while other times when i would normally be able to clear a projectile it would hit me and just like climbing ladders in burger time sometimes trying to grab a building to climb it can be unresponsive leaving you open to attacks as well there are a few pickups inside the buildings some that will help you and a few that will harm you. Items that give you health are things like turkey legs, coffee, milk and burgers, while grabbing skulls, duh, lamps and toilets will damage George and Lizzie. Taking too much damage doesn't kill the player, but you will transform back into a human and scurry across the screen butt-ass naked as, I don't know why I use 
butt and ass naked to describe butt naked butt and ass are the same thing it's kind of like devil and, and satan and, and ghouls and ghosts ghosts and goblins which one did i do ghosts and goblins it's the same thing <laughs> but it's something our protagonists have been doing lately is just just getting naked if you happen to be playing multiplayer in rampage and your partner turns back into a human you can actually scoop them up and eat them for health and a boost in your power there are a few obstacles that will try and stop you from demolishing every city ranging from humans to weather there are several types of soldiers some of them will actually be hiding in the buildings you're trying to take down and they will shoot at you other soldiers are armed with bombs at street level who are also followed by tanks and those are also flanked by cop cars of course all shooting at you as the police tend to do smashing any of the vehicles or eating any of the opposition nets you points which in most arcade ports doesn't mean shit. The only way to progress through the game is reducing every building to rubble. So, I mean, if numbers matter to you, there's, there's that. What really separates Rampage from its arcade port counterparts is the ability to keep playing after you lose. There's no lives or continue systems here. You just simply die, press B, and continue continue on through the game without any repercussions. Normally this would be a great addition to the game. This is something modern games have adopted for years now. And for all the shit that I throw at arcade games, I would welcome this with open arms. But for Rampage in particular, it just kind of makes the entire game really boring. Despite the controls, the game is pretty easy. The length of the game is what will truly test your patience. And so, I mean, you will find yourself dying every couple of stages. I don't know, for some reason, having infinite lives just kind of waters down the game. And since you'll be playing 128 levels, it all just becomes pretty fucking pointless after like 10 stages. And there's nothing really visually appealing about the game either to really just grab you and have you playing more than that. Even though every stage is supposed to be based off a different city, there are no discernible landmarks or skylines that make you really feel like you're in a different city. In fact, most of the stages look exactly the same, except some might have a river with docks, or there might be a small bridge. Now the arcade version has over 700 stages, which upon completion, as you start all the way back at the beginning with no ending. Now even though the NES port only has 128 stages, it still feels like 700. Even only playing the 10 to 15 levels that I, that I did play, I felt like I had played 700 stages. The game just gets really fucking boring, and... Though Infinite Lives is a nice addition, there's just nothing here in Rampage that can keep my attention past the first couple opening stages. But I mentioned the arcade version looping once you complete it. The port for the NES does include an ending, sort of. Once you're done in Los Angeles, uh, it cuts to uh, an entirely blacked out map of the United States, which is uh, 
something the radical right is completely frightened of, a completely black United States, you guys would fuck, man, you guys would shit. <laughs> the same, it's basically the same map you'll see over and over again while playing the game. And, and then there's some text over, over the blacked out map saying congratulations, which is actually spelled correctly. So some points to midway for that one. The game then sends you back to level one for you to start your rampage all over again. But honestly, why, why would you? The music for Rampage is almost non-existent. It'll be interesting what I decide to put into the show after I'm done recording this. There's only one song that plays the entire game. It switches up slightly, but is basically the same song that's played throughout the entire game. During the bonus stages, which I, I don't think I mentioned were a thing, that exists in the game. The game has bonus stages, but it doesn't really matter because there's really nothing to say about the bonus areas at all. But at least the music during these parts gives us something new to listen to. But overall, I mean, the music is fine, if I mean, if not repetitive. It's just your classic chiptune arcade music. Nothing egregious about it. Its only fault lies within the length of the game. <laughs> So that's Rampage. I, I had a feeling this was going to be a shorter episode once my guest just, you know, wiped off the face of the earth. I don't know, maybe before we finish this episode off, I got to cut all of that out. I'm so sorry. I've got some listener reviews to go over. <laughs> if you'd like to send your own personal reviews for an upcoming episode, visit the main quest Instagram page. Just search the main quest on Instagram, and while you're there, give me some love with your sweet, supple fingers by hitting that follow button. The Instagram account is where I'll tell you what game is coming up and when you can submit your comments to me for that particular game. Shoot me a DM or slap me with a hot email and I will review. I won't review your email, but I'll read your review and probably give you a shout out because, like, honestly, Without you weirdos, I wouldn't be having half the fun doing this as I would be if you weren't listening. And so our first review... Uh, I should really just write these down. The first review comes from Adam. Adam says... I used to love playing Rampage. Unfortunately, I never got to play it on the NES. But I did play it a ton through Rampage Total Destruction. Thank God they included the original Rampage and World Tour on that disc. Thanks for writing in, Adam. I I believe he's referencing... I think uh, Total Destruction is one of the many sequels. Uh, Total Destruction was released on the GameCube and, and the PS2, I think. I'm not actually too familiar with it. It was the last game in the series to come out before uh, Midway was bought out. Honestly, most of the sequels are pretty much exactly the same, just with like a little bit more story and 
a lot more mob by by the end of the game there's like fucking 40 different monsters or something like that so but the but the gameplay largely remains the same world 2 i think uh being the most popular of the f- popular of the franchise it's at least my favorite um so yeah and then lastly uh we are going to hear from it's a very it's an email my very first email it's not from instagram uh this one's from a lady oh that's a lady on the show actually i shouldn't even say that i i don't know what you identify as please please don't come after me you can be whatever you want uh i was just really excited because you know i'm trying to get uh more representation for uh the women on the show i don't know what i have to do to do it maybe it's because i talk about dicks and balls too much or something i don't maybe i need to start talking about uh vaginas and areolas i don't i don't know i'm not too familiar with either one at least recently (laughs) um anyway i'm digging myself a fucking hole here what am i fucking doing today this email comes from adriana adriana says i remember seeing the box art as a kid and making my parents buy it for me i love the arcade game but compared to that the nintendo version is shit it's fun for about 15 minutes and felt short of my expectations. No Ralph. What the hell? Something tells me that including Ralph wasn't going to make or break this game. George and Lizzie are already, they're literally just a palette swap of each other. And I haven't played, as far as my knowledge, I haven't played the original Cabinet for Rampage. Um, but I'm sure, like most of the arcade ports uh, that I've played, the original counterparts are always almost better. So big thanks to Adam and Adriana for writing in. And more importantly, thank you guys so fucking much for listening. If you're subscribed to the show, if you listen and like what you're hearing and want to be part of an episode, write in. You don't even have to write. You just type it with your fucking fat thumbs, your fat, fat, sexy thumbs. I want to suck on them. Don't be afraid to pile on your criticism. <laughs> when you write in good or bad criticism it's it's all good it's just fun to hear from you guys i was going to do a cheats section but honestly the only cheat is a level select cheat and with every level pretty much being exactly the same thing for 128 stages it's not worth going over so instead instead i want to get spooky it's the last episode of the Ghoulcade, and I haven't really talked about anything scary except for the bad games that I've been playing. I'm I'm gonna go off and do something I don't often do on the show, and that's get serious. So settle in, turn the lights down, grab some edibles, or a fat hog snout of a J, perhaps a nice cold beverage. Maybe some maybe some wine for the ladies. And let me tell you about some seriously scary shit that has happened to me the past couple of years. Now, I used to be in a paranormal group. I was in two, actually, between 2008 and 2012. I could go into a dozen stories of stuff that I've witnessed during that time, but I've told the stories many times before, and I don't really want to 
get into it here as for me at least it's it's old news I'm, I'm sick of talking about it all you need to know is my belief in paranormal shit uh ghosts and all that stuff is tepid at best but two years ago i was having some pretty shitty experiences it all started one morning when i was getting ready for work i was living alone and was always kind of on edge when I was by myself as I had someone break into my apartment while I was asleep. But this particular morning just kind of seemed off. And if you ever live by yourself and haven't walked around naked, I, I don't know if you truly know what freedom means. But for me, there was no use in changing in the bathroom. All of my clothes just went directly into the laundry, which was in my bedroom, before I actually hit up the bathroom to go shower and get ready. So I got changed, went to the kitchen to eat breakfast, had my coffee, relaxed a little bit before I headed into work, and I turned the corner to head to the bathroom one last time before I left, and my gym shorts were laying in the middle of the hall for no discernible reason that I could think of. I wasn't wearing them when I woke up in the morning. I didn't even go to the gym that morning. They were just laying there, and they weren't laying there when I left the bathroom after my shower. I texted my girlfriend at the time, who more or less is a spiritual person, and then became pretty timid at best at the thought of cupping over after this. Understandable, it is pretty irregular for a pair of shorts just to appear out of nowhere, but that's not the incident that was particularly alarming. A few weeks later, my ex had to leave town for about a week for work, and we agreed that I'd watch and take care of her cats, which worked out for me, because then I wouldn't be on edge so much sitting at my place alone. At least I'd have two assholes keeping me company, and likewise for them. And hey, don't think for a second I'm saying that her cats are assholes with like some aggression. I mean that just with the utmost affection. Anyway, I think it was either on day two or three three of me spending the night there, uh, I had to stop by my place after work to pick some stuff up, and then I was off to my ex's. When I got there, I put my bag in her bedroom, spent most of the night out in the living room watching movies, as I typically do, and when I was getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth, which is something I generally do while I'm walking around the house and doing other various tasks. I cannot for the life of me just stand there in the bathroom brushing my teeth for two minutes doing nothing. It's probably a weird thing that I walk around and, and brush my teeth and, and, and take care of business, but I, I don't care. I get shit done. So I, I walk into the bedroom, I walk into her bedroom, and her closet is wide open. When it wasn't before, it's a little hard to explain what kind of door she has on her closet. But it's one of those like uh, foldable doors uh, that you have to pull open and as you, you pull on it, it folds up. And it was a relatively heavy door. It made noise. There's, there's no way I wouldn't notice it open before. Nor could I have not heard it open in the first place. Her bedroom was basically right next to the living room. And so I sat there in the blackness of her bedroom, looking into the even deeper void of the dark closet and I stuffed everything back into my bag and just left for the house for my place because I would rather just stay there. 
I told her what happened, and she told me, all nonchalant, oh yeah, uh, weird stuff happens at my place all the time. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for telling me. There's some other weird shit that's happened at her place while we were both there, but I will just leave you with that one. So we fast forward again, maybe only a few weeks later, back at my place, and my place just kind of started to have this air of oppression to it. I can't explain what it was. I don't know if I was particularly stressed out. I deal with a lot of anxiety, so I don't know if, if something was building up more than usual. There was just this tension and dread that just kind of seemed to live inside my place. And this particular night, I felt the need to fall asleep with the TV on. Simpsons, to be exact. And this is something that I almost never do. I either turn on some white noise or it's nothing at all when I go to sleep. Now this is where it gets weird. This is where I cannot discern dream from reality. I think normally this entire encounter could be chalked up as sleep paralysis, which before this is something I've never had. This is my first case of this, if, if this is what it is. I woke up in the middle of the night, or at least I thought I was awake, to hear what sounded like some scratching at the side of my bed, like someone was dragging their fingernails across the box spring. I remember rolling over to the other side of the bed, just trying to ignore it and go back to sleep. But then it felt as though the empty space next to me sunk in, like somebody had just sat at the edge of the bed. Without looking, I quickly took my hand and swatted at the empty space behind me, moving my hand back and forth to see if I could feel anything there. And of course there was nothing. Eventually, I fell back asleep. Or again, was I even awake? Until very early in the morning, I suddenly woke up, being completely dragged off my bed, just ripped, just ripped from the bed by one of my legs and thrown towards my closet. For a brief moment, laying on the ground, my perspective shifted from my point of view, my first person point of view, to a third person view of myself in the grasp of whatever was looking down at me, whatever was holding me. And all I could remember was me just shouting, just screaming, just trying to be as loud as I could. Just kill me. Just kill me now. Just kill me. I felt like I was yelling this so loud that my neighbors, I wanted my neighbors to hear me. I, I wanted some, some sort of help. I wanted something, even though that's, I was telling this being, this, th this thing to kill me. I don't think I actually, I don't think I actually meant it. Whatever it was, it let me go. And I quickly crawled back into bed and somehow got an hour or two hours of sleep before my alarm went off. Or, again, maybe I was asleep the entire time. This entire encounter seemed extraordinarily real. When I was pulled out of my bed, you know, the sun was coming up, it was dawn, and when my alarm went off again, it seemed like it was around the exact same time. I don't, I don't know, it was truly terrifying and easily beats anything I encountered while being in a paranormal group. But the question is, was it paranormal, or was it just something to do with stress 
and lack of sleep. I have no real answers. Honestly, if anybody's ever experienced this, uh, write into the show, talk about it. Let me know. All I know is that for the next few days and, and for the next few nights, I was not comfortable going to bed alone. That's for damn sure. And since then, it hasn't happened again. In fact, none of the creepy things that happened within those few weeks ever occurred again. Until recently. I'll finish this off on a funnier note, because I'm actually a little creeped out and unsettled reliving all of this stuff again. Uh, but this is something that actually happened. So back in August, uh, this, just this past August 2020, this sleep paralysis thing happened to me again. It almost started out exactly the same way, scratching at the bed, and it felt like something was on the bed. Now, something that I can be really good at, given that I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I'm cognizant enough. I, I actually have no idea how I can do this sometimes, but I'm really good at controlling my dreams sometimes. So this time when all this stuff started happening again, the scratching at the bed, what felt like somebody was sitting next to me, I actually saw something staring at me at the foot of my bed. But at the same time, Dude, I'm sorry, I'm really creeped out right now. I just, I thought I heard, I thought I heard something in the room. There's nobody in the room right now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so while I was watching this thing that was watching me at the foot of my bed, it became apparent to me that whatever was next to me laying in my bed was my most recent ex-girlfriend. It's really hard to explain, but she was in bed next to me. And so this is when I became cognizant of this entire thing being a dream. I remember looking over and seeing my ex, and then looking back at this tall figure staring me down. It, it was a woman with long black hair and she was slowly getting close to me, crawling onto the bed. And instead of freaking out, like I did a few years ago, and now knowing that this was a dream, I, I literally, within my dream, verbatim, I say, Dude, fuck off. This isn't even real. Nobody's sleeping next to me. I don't even have a girlfriend. And then I woke up. <laughs> and what appeared as this long, slender woman... Slender woman, not the slender man. Sorry, slender man. I prefer my slenders to have something fun to poke. What ended up scaring me in my dream when I woke up was literally the side view of my curtains next to my bed. Like just the, the side view of my curtains. It just looks very slender. The wrinkles in it could look like hair. It was literally, that's what I was staring at in my dream, apparently, which I thought was like a demon woman or something but it was just funny because i was in my dream very cognizant that i am newly single and that there's no way my ex is going to be laying next to me so i was just like i'm just like man get stop this shit this is i don't even have a girlfriend 
Like that's literally what that's literally what my attitude was of just like telling this demon woman to fuck off. Uh so there it is. The, the there's some pretty personal scary stories that I haven't really told anyone until now. I just think the last interaction I had was just a nice way of putting a lid on things. So I kind of look forward to the next time this thing shows up and tries to give me a girlfriend. Maybe maybe this Shadow Woman is the woman of my dreams. episode on this episode was on rampage i almost forgot which uh i think says a lot about the game i'm probably going to say the same thing i say about every arcade port i play on the show you had to be there i guess but rampage holds more accolades than burger time or whatever other arcade games i've played for this show that i've forgotten about already rampage came out in arcades when arcades weren't making shit for money due to the video game crash in the early 80s in fact brian collin had no interest in video games at all but midway took the chances and rampage was actually very successful in the arcades and you know it had to have been I look at how many sequels it produced but the port of rampage for the nes is anything but successful in my opinion just like adriana said it looks like shit you're missing a playable character which judging from the mechanics of the game doesn't really make that much of a difference but still a downgrade nonetheless the controls have that nes arcade port jankiness that i have come to know the movement isn't very fluid the controls are sometimes unresponsive but the addition of unlimited continues is a welcome thing here but isn't used to its full potential due to the length of the game and its difficulty which is very easy infinite lives just makes the game completely mundane the bonus levels literally only exist to fill your health bar which has no real use if you can just keep pressing b to continue where you left off with that said, would I recommend Rampage for the Nintendo Entertainment System? No, I cannot. And just like all the other arcade ports that I've talked about on the show, the arcade version of Rampage is probably, most likely, much better. So maybe play that. But honestly, I couldn't uh, live with myself telling somebody to play this game. So that's it. That uh, wraps up the Ghoulcane. Halloween, with this episode, Halloween is officially over. Christmas has already started last week at Target. It's all downhill from here. Maybe even worse uh, here in the United States after November 3rd. As always, if you'd like to get a hold of me, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, you can email me at mainquestpod at gmail.com. Any type of feedback is welcome. Again, I love hearing from you guys. I do plan on putting a mailbag episode out 
I have received a lot of feedback, uh, none that I have gotten around to because I'd rather do a show on it. So sorry if I haven't uh, responded yet. I'm just waiting for a good time to do so. So it will happen, I promise. And I don't ever promise anything. You can also get a hold of me on the Instagram account. And again, it is the main quest on Instagram. That's also one of the ways you can find out what's coming up on the show, as well as, I don't know, see pictures of other gaming-adjacent shit that I put up. If you think the show itself is fun, it does get a little dumb on Instagram sometimes. So the main quest is back to its regularly scheduled quest. It's a game I absolutely know nothing about. So, hey, there's your personal history for the next episode. With the new release format, I don't know when it's coming out, but I will let you know. It's Bionic Commando. Thank you so much for listening and staying with me inside the Ghoulcade. I don't, uh, wait, wait, did, did you hear that? I don't know where it's, I don't know where it's at. I, oh my, oh, oh my god.